Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I'm Jamie, and this week we have a bonus episode for you. So this was um, an episode of another podcast that I went to go speak to uh, called Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's really fun. I got to talk to the amazing BB Lynch and Miranda Kane. And uh, yeah, we chatted all about my experience with sex addiction and they asked me some questions that I've not been asked before, <laughs> which was interesting. And yeah, I had a lot of fun. So I wanted to share with you guys. Um, if you like what you hear, definitely go check their podcast out. I'm a big fan of what they do over there. Um, and yeah, let them know that I sent you on their Instagram and make me look really cool. Anyway, hope you enjoy it. Love you. Bye. Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. It's a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a support bubble, but more mess when it bursts. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm Bibi Lynch. I'm Miranda Kane. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking to Jamie Finch, who's the host of a brilliant podcast called Let's Talk About Sex, Jamie. Oh. Don't sing it. Oh. I'm Jamie, host of sex podcast Let's Talk About Sex Jamie, and I'm here to talk all about sex and other things like that. <laughs> Welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, host of Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. It's Jamie Finch. Yay! Uh, I'm so excited. I'm you well excited. You mustn't be Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it was the mention of Vaseline that did it. That yeah, um, I know. It set me off. Oh, Listen, yeah. I, I know what I'm doing. Um, Jamie, where are you, please? I'm currently in my house in London. Um, yeah. The heavens have completely opened up and there's the, the most, the fattest storm going on I've ever heard. So anything I say is going to sound really like nefarious and like evil because it's just going to be thunder in the background. <laughs> so I'll try to get hired, but... You brought your own sound effects. That's so <laughs> charming. Thank you. Yeah, this is a Halloween special, right? That's what we're doing. <laughs> and where are you, Miranda? Uh, I'm at Peace Pottage Service Station. <laughs> <laughs> so if you might hear the sound of traffic behind me or possibly a knock at the door while someone is wondering what the fuck I'm doing, talk <laughs> shouting into a laptop in the middle of a <laughs> Nissan Micra. <laughs> you like actually parked at like a really good dogging spot. Oh, <laughs> again. oh Jamie. Yeah, you think she'd learned that lesson four times, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miranda, why are you in a car? Um, slight uh, misorganisation on my part. I'm <laughs> I had to do two things, which was get my tyre fixed for my car and go and find a flat to live in. Um, and I thought the tyre thing would take five minutes. 
took three hours. Uh, and so I've had to sort of dash down the motorway to get in on time to see this flat that I want to see. Uh, and in the meantime, do a podcast, which is what actually earns the, the dollar dollar bill show. And that's what is taking <laughs> third priority in my list of life at the moment. So you get the service station, guys. Right. <laughs> do you know what I'm thinking here? And I think this is I think this is actually going to be a very moving, beautiful moment. Mm. I think Jamie is going to offer you to let you move in with him. Ah, oh, yeah. social babble. Ah, <laughs> oh. have you found someone for your social bubble, Jamie? Um, my 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 support bubble. I, yeah. I like I like the fact that I am a I am my own support bubble. I'm gonna uh, go with that. Oh, oh that that means Jamie's got multiple personality disorder. <laughs> That's dangerous. I, I like my support bubble too. <laughs> Once in the morning at twice at night. <laughs> <laughs> my support bubble is my brother Daniel, who turned up yesterday in a rainbow sequined top to toe outfit. I mean, it was too much. Nice. Uh, with a birthday cake. My birthday was in March. And um, <laughs> and he's my he's my brother and he's my bubble. He's my brubble, if you will. Oh. 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 Jamie, let's talk about you. Let's talk about Sex Jamie. It's the podcast about all things sex, love and relationships, but mostly sex. Tell us more. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you just summed it up perfectly right there. Uh, Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so I guess like the, the short version of the origin story is that... Um, I was always like super vanilla and uh, took a keen interest in like the kink world and would watch loads of like, you know, Vice documentaries and Channel 4 documentaries about, uh, you know, orgies and sex parties and swingers and all that. And always found it really interesting. It was like, oh, that's what those people over there do. Uh, and then I started meeting more kind of kink friendly people in my life, like on dating apps and stuff like that. And I learned loads more about the world through just having conversations with them and like just, you know, like talking to your mates, I think is like a much better way to learn about things like sex and, you know, things that people don't necessarily talk about than watching these kind of like cold documentaries that all have like a, a certain point of view. Mm. So I did the classic thing that every millennial does, which is when talking to their friends, I was like, we should make a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and then was like, no, you don't need, I don't need to make a podcast. There's so many in the world. And I went around listening to a bunch of podcasts. This was years ago. This is before you guys were around. So, yeah, nicely um, done. Nicely done. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, there are, of all the podcasts that were like sex podcasts that were run by guys, I sort of had issues with how they were, how they would talk to people and how they sort of presented things. And I was like, I don't really think anyone's really doing what I want to hear. So yeah. I started collecting stories from interesting people um, about all things, yeah, sex, love, relationship based and slapped it on the internet. And here I am. What, what were your um, uh -huh. issues with how they were being presented, the other ones? Um... I try desperately not to like go into too much detail because you can probably figure out who I'm talking about. But like, there seems to be there seems to be quite a lot of um, male-led sex podcasts that um, they kind of they loved getting like s certain guests on. Like they would get like uh, sex workers on, porn stars, and cam girls and stuff, and they would just sort of ask them. I felt quite like mm -hmm. lewd questions, and I, but yeah. I wanted. To a bit deeper and I went to like learn a bit more about you know that side of the industry and stuff like that um and there was also a whole kind of like conquest kind of vibe I got from other podcasts where they would like right. let's talk yeah. about all the you know, people I've had sex with and let's bring bring them on and stuff like that which don't get me wrong I do a bit of as well but like I just feel like there are so many interesting conversations to be had around sex uh between friends um that I just want to 
encourage people to talk about it more um and it not be like a kind of interview let's interview people like i just want to i like i like getting people on my podcast and just having a chat because i think like you guys do it just feels like you're kind of hanging out with people just talking about sex like you well, would in the pub right well we we can't talk about our conquests because we haven't had any so Jamie, <laughs> <laughs> have you found that um having a sex podcast has kind of fucked up your sex life um i wouldn't say fucked up i would say that it's given a weird like um sense of expectation i think you've you've spoken about <laughs> it before bb about being like sex positive and outwardly outwardly sex positive positive on the internet and people have a certain expectation of you yeah. and, you know, they kind of think that maybe you're more up for it or like you know more kinky for example i get that a lot of like oh you have a sex podcast you must be really kinky i'm not really especially i'm quite vanilla yeah. um i like to go with the term madagascan vanilla i'm like, <laughs> vanilla like a bit extra, but still pretty vanilla <laughs> so yeah i definitely have a few people that expect me to be a bit yeah kinkier and a bit more up for it than i probably am (laughs) but Uh, isn't that interesting so do you think that you're so you've kind of explored this world so it's almost like an oral voyeur and do you think you've been your kind of um um kind of interesting it has been sated by just talking about it rather than having to do it so it's almost stopped you wanting to do it um, I wouldn't say sated, but I think I think it's like it's opened my mind to things a bit. So, you know, if you talk about like, I don't know, like going to an orgy or going to a sex party and stuff, I just think that if you talk about it with friends instead of seeing it through the eyes of like a documentary, then you, you're more open to it and you sort of I have a better idea of like, oh, I would like to try that and I would like to not try that ever. Do you find <laughs> that it's, it's made it more um, what's like achievable? Like sometimes I looked at these when I was sort of getting into kink, I looked at the same kind of documentaries. Well, you know, mm. sort of only two decades previously than you when when there was no such thing as vice but it was like um it always felt that it was so unachievable for someone um with a different type of body type you know like yeah. someone who wasn't young like young and and beautiful you know standardly beautiful and yeah. and you know all tits and legs but actually in the kink scene is more very much more a broader range of body types and you know it's did you find that talking to people made it a bit more you know within within reach yeah 100 percent, 100 i've got yeah definitely i've got like a lot of you know body confidence issues as do most people so yeah the idea of going to a room with a bunch of strangers and getting naked and fucking seems like the worst idea ever mm-hmm. um but yeah chatting to the more people i chat to from that scene from that community you just sort of realize they're all really nice and really yeah. welcoming and super like yeah I, I i think um yeah definitely when you look at like like i said before like when you look at it from a documentary point of view you know they're gonna interview they tend to interview like the most beautiful people that are there at like the highest end, like, you know, thank you. In, like... thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on all of them, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. I definitely get the vibe that they're a lot more welcoming than you would mostly see in, in like media and, and all that stuff. Yeah. What's been your um, most down to earth moment at a sex party or an orgy? What's been the moment where you've gone click and gone, ah, this is, this is just normal human beings having a, having fun. So at the risk of completely outing myself, I've not been to one yet. (laughs) I'm still working on that. (laughs) But but I have a lot of human, like very human interactions with um, the people that come on the podcast. Like some of my favorite guests that come on, they have the most crazy stories where, 
um i don't want to spoil any of them you should go listen to my podcast but um <laughs> they have the most crazy stories where like they've just been you know in these super like complex like exotic scenes and um, at parties and orgies and stuff um but the way they talk about it is just like your mate telling you how you know they got laid last night after the club you know it's just like yeah i just did this thing and there was like 12 guys around me and it was fine like it just that's that's <laughs> why i love the human aspect of it you know yeah um, your just, whole like, people getting but, their kicks <laughs> your whole podcast um it does that beautifully actually is it is like i i do like it and it's that it's that that feel of just people talking and you're just kind of you know kind of just a bit like wide-eyed and wanting to hear about it so not in a salacious yeah. way but just kind of like, oh you know tell me and you've had some great subjects so <laughs> mary this is great banned from hinge <laughs> oh god yeah <laughs> i got i got banned from hinge. <laughs> i got right i got banned from hinge right right I, <laughs> right lord. now okay. hinge love hinge great app beautiful everyone's favorite at the moment it seems Explain um, hinge, to, to hinge, hinge is their their tagline is uh the dating app that's designed to be deleted so it's um it's very um there's a lot of emphasis on your profile like you have to you can't make a profile without um filling in like some you have to write some stuff and you know you have to have a selection of pictures and stuff it, you have quite a comprehensive profile on there and the idea is that you find a relationship and then you delete the app that's their oh, tag okay. obviously not everyone's using it for that um yeah. so i went on there and was like on my profile I was like well i'm so i have this thing that i have on dating apps where <laughs> so i'm not like looking for relationships at the moment um so on my Hinge profile, I said, um, I'm just looking for people that are up for fucking, followed by passionate friend zoning. <laughs> that, that works really well for me. And a lot of my, in fact, all of my bestest best friends right now are ex-hookups from like dating apps, from Tinder and Hinge and whatever. And now we're like a, basically a family. So that path works for me. But anyway, I put that on my profile and was like, this is what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. AKA not looking for a relationship, you know, on this, on this app that is a relationship app. Um, and I'd get like a match a day from someone who would be giving me abuse for it and <laughs> telling me to like get off and call me a fuckboy and whatever. Um, yeah. And then I'd get like, you know, a couple of matches a day from people being like, oh, it's so nice that like it's you're honest. Like I'm looking for this too. It's it's up front and we both know now. And I've made some awesome connections through that. And Hinge banned me <laughs> without a warning. <laughs> <laughs> banned me. And I emailed them asking why. And they were like, well, because you went against this term and condition thingy, which is you have to be they have, in their terms and conditions. You have to be on there looking for a serious relationship yeah <laughs> um, so i was open about it saying that i wasn't and i totally i think it's awesome that people go on there to find relationships i think that's really cool but i think they need to realize that some people aren't some people are on there yeah, just but no say me say me you are you are wrong <laughs> she knows Why my name Jamie, you... right was, uh, we've officially changed it to say me now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> say me why didn't you just go on another app i was on all the other apps <laughs> then you're then you are greedy oh yeah 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 i mean i don't think it's greedy i think like if you're going fishing you're going to use the biggest net possible right <laughs> I mean, like i'm just casting that's, you know a wide net that's such a beautiful romantic thing you have me you have me at biggest net possible <laughs> <laughs> i think i think for me so as long as i'm like open and honest about this stuff right like up front you yeah. know so i'm not looking for relationship i'm just looking for like hookups and 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 maybe friendships and actually that that sounds like a cop-out but i actually do end up being really good friends with a lot of people that i, I think yeah friends. no i think i think anyone's being you know i think um that same page thing is so important but you have to know what bloody page is don't you yeah. i love on your um so mary as well jamie's talked about faking it sarah sleeps with brothers i can't even <laughs> talk about that sex working lockdown so so many brilliant subjects um 
and you do draw on your experiences as well. So I, I guess I'm allowed to say this because we talked about this a little bit in our emails exchange. Mm. Um, but would you describe yourself as a sex addict? Um, I would describe myself as a recovering sex addict. Ah, now uh, is that possible? Well, I don't know. I've, I've been trying to figure out what the labels are with this stuff. I would I see myself as a recovered sex addict, but then it's also like it's a long recovering from addiction is also like an ongoing process. You know, you have to like, you know, alcoholics and drug addicts and stuff, they have to live with it for the rest of their lives. Right. They have to kind of always be conscious, always have a layer of like I'm dealing with this and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm making sure that I'm introspective and checking on myself um, for addiction. So I, I think that like I'm going to go with recovering sex addict. Uh, I'm gonna go with the complete. Oh, I'm gonna call shade. I'm gonna call- go for the complete opposite. I'm gonna say you leaned into it in the best possible way. Yeah, exactly. But you're like, you've got podcasts about sex. You've got uh, all these things on different um, uh, dating apps where you're just like just looking for a hookup and fr- and friendship. Mm. But like for uh, people who have had addictions then you know it's either like go cold turkey or Mm. manage it in a really sort of manageable way but i think Mm. isn't kind of getting a podcast about it and going on to loads different dating apps isn't that kind of more overdosing (laughs) on it yeah this is exactly what i want to talk about so like for me the term addiction is when you feel compelled to do something despite the negative impacts it has on your life um so obviously you know if someone drinks too much then um and they have an addiction to it or drugs then a counselor will help them um you know slowly wean off and then go cold turkey and then your life is now you don't drink or your life is now you don't do drugs but with sex it's not that easy you if you want to wean someone down you can't be like right well you never have sex again now what you have to do is you have to learn how to have a healthy relationship with sex um and really sort of take ownership of your reasons for having sex, which is why I wanted to talk about sex addiction so much, because I think it's got such a bad stigma yeah. attached to it, yeah. uh, partly because of um, Michael Douglas. using it. Yeah, exactly. Michael Douglas, uh, Russell Brand. Um, if you Google sex addiction, it comes up with celebrities that are using it for you know reasons of having too much sex or they've been caught cheating. That's my biggest problem with it is that I, I know a bunch of people and I'm sure you guys do as well. I know a bunch of, um, in my case, a bunch of girls who have, their boyfriends have cheated on them and then their boyfriends have said that they have a sex addiction. Uh, um, and you know, you, that's the reaction you normally get, right? That, ugh, yeah. they're, you know, it's an excuse, but having gone through that, um, I, so I didn't cheat on anyone. Um, I haven't been in a monogamous relationship for a long time, so mine didn't involve cheating, but like I've been through that. So I now feel like I need to take that claim very seriously. Um, mm. because yeah, most people's reactions are, Oh, it's just a guy sleeping around loads and having loads of sex and starting a sex podcast to get laid. I, th- I think that's like, <laughs> that's the default reaction. Whereas I've been through it now. Uh, mm. It feels weird saying I'm like through it. I'm, I think I'm through the tunnel of the worst bit. Um, uh, and rephrase that Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> I've fucked addiction. I've fucked it. <laughs> In the arse. It's gone. It's out the door. Um, at least by di- addiction dinner first we <laughs> that's, that's the thing so like um so i, I was diagnosed at the start of 2019 and then as of now as of today i haven't had sex that i felt like i needed in seven months and a week i think seven months and a week um and to a lot of people who are listening they'll be like oh yeah big whoop well done like we do that all the time but i think for you know when, once you've gone through the addiction and i'll get onto it in a minute but like the kind of damaging behaviors that i had um 
you know, with my relationships, to, my relationship to sex and, you know, how I was pursuing it and stuff, not having sex because I felt like I needed it and only having sex that I feel like I want and I, you know, will enjoy for the good reasons um, is quite an achievement for me personally. Yeah. Um, so what was it? What were the um, detrimental reasons then? Well, <clears throat> so, I mean, everyone pursues sex quite a lot, right? It's quite important to a lot of people. Um and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with like sleeping with a different person every night, you know, for weeks on end. I think that's cool. If you want to do that, that's great. But I, what I think is really important and the point I want to get across when I'm talking about this is that I want people to really stop and think about why they're doing it. So mm. the big thing with my with my issues towards sex was I was doing it for validation. And a lot of time I was having sex with people I didn't find attractive or I didn't like or they weren't very nice to me. I was just kind of going through it because I was like, oh, this person wants to have sex with me and that makes me feel good and that makes me feel wanted and, and like I'm worth something. Mm-hmm. And that's that's very damaging, I think. Um, so, yeah, I had to kind of tackle that, which I did. And now when I have sex, it's because, you know, I, I, I want to. It's not a need anymore. Um, and the reason I want to talk about it so much is because since going through that, I've spoken to loads of friends about it. <clears throat> I met a lot of people on the podcast um, when we've spoken about it um, and realized that these kind of behaviors are quite common in other people's lives. I think there are more people out there that are having sex for potentially damaging reasons than they realize. Yeah. Totally. And, sp- and the kind of sex. Have, yeah. you, f- have you found, um, Has you don't have to answer this if it's a tawdry question, but has, has sex felt different now? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a whole new kind of problems with it now uh, <laughs> I spent, because I spent because I spent a year like training myself that you know I shouldn't be having as much sex as I was. Now I've got this kind of like guilt that happens when I do have sex. And, like, I find it really hard to um, to calm as well because um, I'm in my head. You know, like yeah. I, I think Miranda, you've spoken about this once. You find it really hard to like concentrate while you're having sex. You're thinking about other things. Like I'm I'm always thinking about my taxes. Sorry, I wasn't listening. I was thinking about the tactics. <laughs> <laughs> Just. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, totally. The the zoning out thing. Like you can. It's it's so easy to do and. It, it can just sort of depend on the situation as well. I think, mm. it, and like, and also talking about sex more, like it, doing a podcast, are you learning more about relationships? And like when you were saying about how you're um, looking for a fuck, but also a, a fuck buddy. And like, to me, that seems like a relationship, but we, we're on, on a different spectrum. Do you know, as part of the spectrum of relationships, do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Or do you sort of balk at, the, at that term? No, no. I, so I, I was I was in loads of monogamous relationships over the years. I was one of those people that, you know, where like you just you're in a monogamous relationship and then one ends and then you're in another one and then you're in another one. And there's like a weird like nine year period of where yeah. you're just in jumping out of in and out of relationships. I've done that. I've done the monogamy thing. Yeah. Um, and now I'm exploring like a, a polyamorous side of myself and you know, I'm in a couple of relationships and all that stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I'm opening myself up. Um, to new ways to like be in relationships and be in love and um, you know enjoy sex and all that stuff so I'm not like black and white just kind of um, only fucking I I, I love a lot of people I've got a lot of love in me and I you know I love many people so um, yeah but that's what I I mean like I think it's it's not a a question on you it's it's more a, a thing about hinge I think if they're saying that having having sex with someone and then having a a a, a, a 
a friend zone relationship mm. is isn't a relationship mm. i would i would question that because i think again through what i've learned from doing this podcast has been the the variety of relationships you can have and still be able to call them relationships but i was just wondering whether the fact that it is knotted in this little boat box and um, called a relationship whether that's something yeah. that I haven't like, thought about it like that. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I guess Hinge, you know, they should be branding themselves as like the monogamous dating app. Exactly. That's what, yes, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Miranda Kane, mm. I rarely say this to you because it, it's rarely, it rarely happens. You made a brilliant point then. Oh, thank you. That was a really, well I, I feel quite, I feel <laughs> a, a, emotional slash aroused. <laughs> Do I'm you, just, um, no, but it's really true. in the car park, so... <laughs> did it, yeah. No, that was a really brilliant point and really well made. And also, yeah, totally true, because straight away my head is what I would want as a relationship. And so, but you've... you've and it's that setting your stall out thing, isn't it? And it's that same page. And if I can come up with any other cliches to describe this, I will. But it's exactly that. If I think anything goes, as long as you all know and you're all okay and you're all consenting, that's kind of pretty yeah. much, isn't it? Jamie, can I ask how old you are? I am 29. Oh, uh, it recently changed. It recently oh, changed. Oh, when was your birthday? I was, I was 31. I'm now 29. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we've all done that. Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be 29 for a few years, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but do you, because I wonder what you've said about um, my brain. This is making my little brain buzz. I love this. The whole um, kind of what you look for and what how different sex feels and everything i'm i'm 88 and <laughs> for me sex is um the the why why you have sex when you were talking about that jamie and mm. i think that's really important because i used to have it for validation a lot and i would certainly I'm, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you know, I used to have a career and I used to write and um, mm. I wrote something about this recently yeah. that um, you sex for me at one stage in my life was really about making that person come back making that person like me right, and to that yeah. end i do my whole bloody repertoire and it was pretty impressive yeah, jamie yeah. but you know oh, yeah? but you know what i mean yeah oh yeah but you know yeah you do the whole thing and, i'll call you after okay. yeah you must <laughs> and now <laughs> don't reverse the car don't reverse the charge because that's <laughs> um but but do you know what i mean so but and now i'm like no it's about me and you you know and it was yeah. and that's but i've come to that much later in life and i've come to yeah. that um that's i mean you've kind of got this self-discovery thing covered it seems quite young if i don't mean that in a patronizing way at all no, yeah it I seems young i wish i'd got it younger because i wasted yeah. many years like being miserable uh and not happy in monogamous relationships because of this so um yeah i wish i'd found it younger um yeah, that's interesting that you say that, the whole, like, making someone come back. So slapping yeah. the word addiction onto what you experience yeah. is quite yeah. heavy, right? I, yeah. I, don't, I wouldn't yeah. want to do that. But, like, when if I if we look at addiction as, like I said earlier, something that you feel compelled to do that has negative impacts on your life, you know, it's, that fit, feels like that, that kind of fits that, into what you just said, right? Jamie, that's so, it's giving me goosebumps. When you said <laughs> that you were um, diagnosed, I mean, were you diagnosed, diagnosed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Miranda Kane? By Miranda <laughs> Only as part of a very special role play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh. I, I got a lot of counselling on a on an app called BetterHelp, which is like an online oh, counselling thing. And I had three three counsellors kind of review me over a period of like I don't know three months ish, and they all they all came to that conclusion. Yeah, um, this is yeah. so interesting. What's your what's doing your um, your brilliant podcast? 
has it in the way that Miranda was just saying because it really has hasn't it Mary with us really opened up mm. I mean it's what it's done it's opened up lots of different worlds to me and I'm and I don't I hope I don't ever judge and I'm really like oh my god oh my god my god but it's really confirmed what I want with me which is very vanilla <laughs> in terms yeah. of a relationship structure but that's cool yeah. that's me and other that's great yeah, yeah exactly Brilliant. I know what I want has your real what what are, what are your realizations from your podcast for you I I guess I speak to so many like such a wide variety of people in all situations like I've spoken to people that are you know polyamorous and you know they they have a friendship group of like eight that all just fuck each other constantly and none of them are in a relationship but they're all really close and you know that there's that set up and then I've spoken to people that are Muslim who you know will not have sex until after marriage you know is a big variety of people but the one thing that I get from all of them is that like they all have their own reasons for feeling that way and as long as we just open and open up and like communicate with each other that's the key to everyone yeah. being happy because i think the friction really comes from you know mistakes i've made in the past of you know trying to squeeze myself into a monogamous box yeah. like i really like, i'm desperate to just be you know air quotes normal and just be in a monogamous relationship like be married have kids i'd love that so much but i have to accept that my my brain chemicals my makeup isn't that I, not currently anyway it might become that i kind of hope it yeah. does but like at the moment i'm not monogamous and accepting that was a big thing i had to fight uh, for a long time and now i'm sort of just like in the last couple of months exploring it i feel so much more like i'm being true to myself and mm. i feel so much happier and i just think everyone has that thing like you you saying that you know you've you've discovered that your your the relationship that you desire is a vanilla one you know a monogamous one that's so powerful i love that like i think that's brilliant people knowing exactly what they want and what they're you know built for mm. is so powerful um and that's what i've learned from yeah chatting to so many different people is that there are all these different variations and you don't necessarily have to fit into one box yeah have, who's um have you ever been shocked on your podcast um, <laughs> yeah yeah shocked i mean most of the time i get people on because i know they've got a few interesting stories in them um i'd say the most shocked i've been was uh yeah the muslim girl that i had to come on um to talk about her ideas of like monogamy and sex before marriage and all this stuff and how she was kind of exploring that she also had a story about how she got fucked in the ass and shot on a guy's dick uh, <laughs> and she was the sweetest nicest girl and this story came out of nowhere and my reaction to it i think that's come out really that's in an episode my reaction to it is 100 percent natural i'm like so i go really squeaky when i'm shocked <laughs> so yeah go listen to that <laughs> Uh, uh, I love that you've got your own audio safe word where you just go really squeaky. Oh, oh, oh okay, Jamie. Yes. Can you please ask Miranda Kane? I, I'm actually livid. She's just brought this up, but seeing she has, yeah. Jamie, please ask Miranda Kane to your left. Maybe she's on your left. I don't know what her safe word is. Miranda Kane, mm. what is your safe word? Phoebe Lynch. <laughs> It just it just rolls off the tongue. Phoebe Lynch, yeah. yeah. It sounds kind of sexy as well. The Lynch, yeah. it could, you know, it kind of could be something like BDSM. Fuck you both. Fuck you both. Fuck you both. Lynch. Can I borrow that, Miranda? No. Can I use that? <laughs> oh, my God. What if my, my name goes viral as a fucking safe word? <laughs> <laughs> Finally. Finally, she gets known. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, what have you... Oh, well, God, I mean, the obvious question then is, how has lockdown been for you <laughs> when yeah. when sex hasn't been maybe as available? Yeah, well, that's the thing. So I, I have gotten so much out of lockdown 
um and i'm obviously very lucky to have done so but um yeah really i i felt like i had so uh i, I started the year being like okay i'm now gonna cl- start calling myself a recovering sex addict i feel like i'm past this now i feel like i can deal with it i feel much stronger in myself and then suddenly bam here try this you're not gonna be able to touch anyone <laughs> for the next four months like i wasn't fucking ready for that but it, after the first like month and i sort of realized oh my god i'm so like zen i'm so calm within myself and i don't you know feel like i miss sex as much as i probably would have if you'd have told me a year ago that it's going to be a global quarantine i would have panicked so for me it's been amazing because it's been so affirming um and sort of made me feel so much better about my journey and i really feel like i've come i've come out the end of it now because um i know so many people that have just ignored the guidelines and just gone around shagging and you know they've been on tinder dates and you know do you yeah loads of people loads and loads loads of people and i'm like i have no desire for that i i've seen my partners um uh but apart from that i've not had any desire to like go out and like really you know whore around uh which for me is a big deal and i quite like it so the yeah lockdown is kind of will always be my kind of stamp of you did it like you're past this now so i've had a really good time well, congratulations. I'm really Thanks. happy for you. Cause that's, that's such a, a, like you said, like a stamp. It does feel like your journey's uh, discovery and like, you know, are you recovering sex addict? Are you sex? Blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it's like, yeah. now you've gone three months of not feeling that you need to and you have to, then yeah, yeah that's a really big deal. Well done you. Definitely. Thank you. But there's, there is one thing I want to address with that. So I think a lot of people listening to, to you congratulating me there will be mm-hmm. like, what, he hasn't had sex during lockdown. Well done. And that's mm. the big thing that I want to address is like, um, you know, there's a big spectrum of addiction. And mm. I would say that I was on the lighter side of it. You know, I was okay. I was just having a lot of sex to make myself feel better, to make myself feel mm. pretty. You know, I think there's a lot of people out there doing it. But I think um, that's the main thing I really want to get across to people is that I just want everyone to kind of stop for a sec, just like lockdown has done for all of us, right? It's made us all kind of stop and, and pause and think about things. I just yeah. want people to really think about their relationship to sex. And like, even to the point where, you know, if you go out with a friend and, uh say you know she's she's done herself up she looks really hot and she's gone you're going out and towards the end of the night you have that conversation of like oh i really want to go home with someone or they're like oh i want to go to that boy's house uh you know from tinder that i wasn't interested in four hours ago but now i'm like (laughs) out and i look hot and i like i'm about to go home alone maybe i do want to go there those are the kind of things that like that's not necessarily bad i'm not going to discourage that um so I just th- I just want people to like stop and think like why are you doing that like yeah. are you doing that because are you doing that because you would feel like your hotness was wasted because I'd yeah. say that's that's quite questionable maybe you know yeah oh I am with you there preach motherfucker <laughs> I have seen so many hot girls like because I've run events and I've seen all these girls that get themselves dolled up and they look absolutely banging and then mm. you see them walking out with the kind of guys that. Are dog rough and haven't even had a fucking shower and i'm just like <laughs> you are better than that and it's just like i know that you've got body co- you know saying to these girls i know you've got body mm. confidence issues and i you know i know why you think you're doing this but i want you to know that you don't have to so yes that's a very yeah. good point. that's exactly that's one thing i've learned as well is like i i was obsessed with um, I need to be really good in bed. Like I have to be incredible. Same, same as what you were saying, BB, about like you want them to come back, right? I want another. Mm. I want to be invited back because I'm so good. Um, but there's nothing more empowering than kind of believing that you are good in bed and not having to go do it, not having yeah. to prove it. Like 
say, I, I said, like, the first time I said no to someone who asked me to come over for sex was the most powerful moment of, like, 2019. I was like, yeah, I don't fucking need to. Yeah, I know powerful for you, devastating for me. <laughs> she still moans about Livid. <laughs> Fuming. I'm sorry. I, I just need dinner first. I just need dinner. <laughs> so, no, and again, like, I don't, I don't want to sound like I'm preaching against that kind of stuff because, yeah, having like sloppy hookups with someone who, you know, is comfortable, you know, the sex is going to be good. You don't necessarily like them. There's nothing wrong with that. I just want to yeah. like make sure everyone is kind of aware of it and you know, like, it doesn't yeah. become like, you know, a negative habit. I don't want to use the word addiction. Addiction is such a heavy word that I don't like using, but it is uh, a really heavy word. Yeah. You know what the answer is? Go on. I'll tell you, I'm going to now only have sex with therapists. Oh yeah, yeah, I love it. Love the idea of this. Yeah, they are quite expensive. So no, no, I'm not. No, it's uh, (laughs) free, free before, during, and after. I love it. Um, oh, this is that's a that's a step up because previously she was saying that she would only have sex with theremins. So (laughs) she's really up to game. I'm really proud of you, BB. I'm really, you know, congratulations to you. You are. such a piece of work (laughs) (laughs) jamie your podcast is great have you got um have you got any fabulous people booked coming up uh well you two hopefully (laughs) do you hear that oh i I would love to yeah that's again touch my agent yeah let's do that My agent is Miranda, unfortunately. So (laughs) no, I'd love to. I would love to. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, can we can we do it when I'm not in the middle of a service station? Um, Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, When so have you got any in the can, as they say? I've got loads. I've got loads. I've um. So the thing with the podcast is it started coming out uh, end of last year. Um, I've been recording stories for three years before that. So I've got I've got a ton of stories coming up, and I basically just like chuck them out like whenever I fancy it. So um. I just have I, I don't like to talk about the people that are on there I like to just talk about the stories like I think yeah. the stories are really important I don't care who's telling the story like because you know I think there's a lot of podcasts that get quite obsessed with like oh we've got this influencer coming on yeah. <laughs> we've got this uh, I, don't, I don't give a fuck about that like I just yeah. want I just want the stories to come up so yeah we're covering loads of really cool stories um a lot of uh lockdown themed stuff like how people are dealing with sex during lockdown and like you know there are there are online orgies happening and um, you know, I like I love talking about Pornhub analytics and how like stuff's changed with that. So Pornhub are really good. They put out like um, a lot of data about their traffic changes during big events and stuff like that. Um, yeah, so I talk about that. I don't know, all kinds of like sexy stuff. Just Online go, just go and just do it, isn't it? All, all, all lockdown has brought me so it's brought people on the online orgies and that opportunity to write that you know that longed for novel learn a language yeah. i just got diabetes i have not stopped <laughs> eating sweet shit yeah i've lost <laughs> like, so much weight but oh, I, man. Like, yeah. um jamie tell us where we can find out more about let's talk about sex jamie um so the best place is probably on our instagram at let's talk about sex jamie no excuses for forgetting that uh, <laughs> yeah to be honest just go there just go there okay. it's simple okay. everyone uses instagram all the cool kids use instagram and then our podcast is on everything it's on you know uh, apple podcast spotify i don't know you're better at this than i am just list places google it like say just google it it's been so brilliant chatting to you it really has hasn't it Miranda? Yeah. Brilliant, it. brilliant interesting um, 
wasn't he in wasn't he lovely that was oh, very interesting i really really loved him and do you know what i really made really made me go oof was when he was saying how if if we put the term if we put the word addiction onto my behavior to sex when i was younger yeah. it suddenly gives it a whole different slant doesn't it yeah like you know yours is more like a relationship addiction because god knows i haven't managed to shake you off in three years so there's <laughs> there <laughs> i really 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 loved speaking with him yeah yeah I, i'm i'm interested to know like where the podcast will go and you know the kind of people and it was so nice when it, like he was just like because like he said like a lot of podcasts are more interested in getting famous people on and they'll only yeah. talk about drips and drabs whereas you know i like to think that our podcast too and, and his podcast where he's talking about more about the stories and the relationships yeah. and yeah and therapy you know and all sorts of different things rather than just like here's a famous person and yeah. here's their funny you know story that they've said on three different podcasts already anyway i agree sorry. with all of that but the time that phil nickel yeah. broke his, <laughs> broke his cock break. was yeah. was was yeah. quite was quite funny um <laughs> so listen yeah everyone ha um obviously keep listening to us and listen to uh let's talk about sex gem because it's it's definitely worth listening it's great um i'm bb lynch i'm uh absolutely sweltering and in the middle of a car park in a service station near Brighton so um, that's me Miranda Kane uh, you can get in touch with us if you've got a question or a query or an email or if you want to be a guest if you've got something you want to talk about then you can email us at uh, info at sexpod.co.uk and we're on Twitter at good sex bad sex with about 88 X's and um, good sex bad sex on Insta take care don't get your bubbles. I'll see you soon, Miranda Kane. You yes. wipe down that gear stick or whatever. I don't know what you've been doing, but honestly, it's been offensive. I and, um, my little safe words. Yeah, all right. Get off. Get off. <laughs> Goodbye. God bless. Ta-ta. Bye.